What's up, guys? This is Alex Quinn. I'm a Forbes-accredited marketer and global keynote speaker. And this is the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. We are a self-development and entrepreneurship community for go-getters to organize their life and business. Get ready to gain knowledge from top-level entrepreneurs and world-class business leaders and be one step closer to becoming the ultimate entrepreneur. Before we start this episode, how would you feel if I told you that you could change your whole business process around with just $20? Keep on listening to the episode to find out how. What is up, guys? This is Alex Quinn, and you're listening to the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Today, we have Robbie Alonzo, great buddy of mine, and I've been really, really looking forward to having him on the podcast. What's up, Robbie? How's it going, bro? Thank you for having me on here today. Hey, man, we've been planning to do this for a minute now. I know you're really busy, and I know we've been all over the place, but I'm glad we finally, finally got to be here. A lot of the listeners are going to be able to benefit a lot from what you have to say. So let's get started, man. Why don't you tell Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you're up to right now? All right. Well, um, I'm the owner of the Franchise Tag, which is a uh, clothing brand, also mixed with a agency that I'm aiming for. Um, basically, I started this brand three years ago. Um, it was uh, something that I was kind of up in the air with. I just knew I, I wanted to assist people, but I also wanted to have uh, merchandise and different things out there on different type of artists and different type of celebrities and different type of influencers. Um, so I started off by, uh, just creating merch, uh, and basically just seeing where I could go with it, seeing the response that I would get from people. Um, so I started off real small, uh, just created something that I thought was cool. I created a hat, um, in less than a week that hat, uh, became, a staple piece of mine, which is the reason I'm at where I am today. Um, I'm also working in the music industry. So my brand and the things that I've created have opened many doors and avenues for me uh, thus far. Now, I remember us speaking before and you were actually before you did all of this, you were a teacher, correct? Yeah, I was actually a high school teacher. Uh, I was teaching high school at Coconut Creek High uh, Biology in Spanish too. Okay, great. And tell me, how, how, how did that change come about? How did you go from saying, all right, I'm a teacher right now, I'm a high school teacher, I'm going to start my own brand or I'm going to get in the entertainment industry. Why don't you talk a little bit about that shift? Um, so basically, um, I got out of college and I was trying to find like my little niche or what I was going to do or how I was going to apply my degree. Um, I always knew that I like, wanted to help people. So my, I come from a background where my father was a teacher. Um, after he played baseball. So I was like, let me get into the school system and help as much as I possibly can. Um, it started off real small. Like it was just something honestly to like, you know, get money. I had to find a way to make money and I knew the schedule and how everything would be as a teacher would be very beneficial for me and what I was trying to accomplish. So I settled in and I actually got really comfortable with it because I started to enjoy it and I started to be able to help the kids, um, especially high school kids who were going off into the world where, uh, I had a lot of people giving me great information, but they weren't teaching me the things that I was able to offer them at this point in time in their life. So I felt that it was great for both of us, me and the students that I was teaching at high school. Um, so I was able just basically to like, it was like trial and error with my brand and, uh, and just teaching it to them. And then one day um, I created something and it kind of took off. It actually did take off and I had to make a decision. Was I going to continue to teach or was I not? 
So I had to put that on hold, actually. I taught for four years, but it's with something that taught me everything I know today and why I am where I'm at. Um, it's so funny you, you say that because last night I was at an event in Miami and an old student of mine was at the event. And he was one of my one of my favorite students. He's actually somebody I kind of keep in touch with still to this day. He does music now. And he looked at me and he thanked me for everything I instilled in them and everything I said. He was like, look at all the kids that are in your class and what they're doing. And I didn't really settle in to think about it. But then when he said it, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Three of the kids, including him, I have two other students that are now like big time YouTubers who I, I talk to on a daily and it's just crazy to see these kids who I was just kind of like uh, taking these risks in my life and like everything that was positive or all the lessons that I learned, I was just teaching them and sharing what I was going through with them. And they were able to have like a blueprint. And now I got two kids that have over a million subscribers on YouTube. They're, they just graduated high school, seeing that student last night. So it's just a great shift that I took, like uh, being able to assist in the school. And now I'm, I'm, I just took all I learned with what I grew up knowing and applied in what I'm doing now with my brand. And now I'm assisting different artists and different people in, in many different avenues. Now, how, how, I'm guessing that change from, from school to, to being a business owner was a rough change at the beginning. Yeah, it was real rough because like being a teacher, you, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it really until you start, but then you know how to do it because you learned it your whole life because you were in school. So you kind of like mimic what you were being taught. So it was like I had a blueprint of how to be a teacher, um, but like there was no business, there was no blueprint of how to be to how to be a business owner for me. Really, it was kind of like I made something, I saw that it could sell. I was like, okay, then now I'm I'm taking my hustling man mentality, and I gotta like mix it with business and learn a little bit of things. I took some some books that I had when I was in college, some of the business courses I did take, and I started like rereading them and just learning, you know, how to how to how to how to brand yourself and how to brand items and how to, you know, separate your branding from your actual brand. Um, and just different things that I just was so unaware of. And, and it's, it's awesome to be in this situation because you learn all these things, um, just by going through it. And in the last four years, it's been great to like, you know, learn the business and still be growing and learning the business. Cause it's never going to stop. Um, cause it's always evolving, but yeah, it was very rough. Um, transitioning from like consistent income, um, knowing that this is what you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to be, you're, you're, it's a security I had. I had a security blanket and then transitioning, I lost that blanket and I had to create it for myself. So it was, yeah, you had to go out and create much, a but it was good. Now you started the clothing business as soon as you left the, the, the school, right? Uh, as soon as I, as I was in the school, I started the clothing business. So I started. Okay, cool. there and I was kind of like you know, just like, just kind of like, like uh, just testing it out. You know, doing my own thing. Like, like after school, I would take the money I would make and I would buy little things and little pieces and try to create on it t-shirts. And then once I started like gaining a grasp for how that worked and that how that industry worked, the manufacturing industry, then I actually reached out and started meeting with manufacturers and, and creating my own team of manufacturers who are the ones who create everything in-house right now with my brand. Now, when is, when is the first time that you, that you noticed that the brand was getting a lot of attention? Like you had, you know, a few products out, you know, was there a big influencer, a big celebrity, anybody big that really put you on the map 
uh, from from a from a branding and, and brand awareness perspective? It's crazy because so the first item I made was a suede broken heart hat. Um, it's like I put like so much emotion into this hat. It was weird because that was the first thing I created, but I just created it from an emotional place. Um, and I always thought it wasn't cool to wear hats that were not like of team of professional teams. Like if you wore anything that wasn't like a professional team hat, I didn't think it was cool. So it was something that it was out of my comfort zone to make. Um, I made it and I literally took a picture on Instagram. I, at this point, there was no talks or thought of having a brand. Like I had no name. I just took a hat. I created something. I took a picture. I was nobody with nothing. And when I took the picture, the amount of feedback I got was insane. Like the picture blew up. People were hitting me up, asking me what type of brand, what's this? And I, and I didn't know what to say. And even it's crazy because within a week span, I had like got a calendar and wrote out everything I wanted to accomplish. And I accomplished everything that week. And most people like, you know, you, you said I was small. You, I want to accomplish, I want to sell five orders. I want to do this. No, my, my goals the first week were like crazy goals. Like I want to sell 20 hats or 24 hats. I want to have store locations. I want to have so-and-so wearing it. I want to meet so-and-so based off this. And it all clicked. Fortunately, like for me, I was, it was the right place, right time, right situation. Um, there was like an epidemic of people starting brands off hats and it was very big, especially down here in South Florida. And I feel like I didn't catch the wave. And I'm not saying this like, and, and no, you know, disrespect to anyone. I feel that I didn't catch the wave. I feel that my brand was the wave and I was able to be on something, you know, God given to be on something on a path earlier before, you know, everybody else was. And that's what saved me. Um, I was able, the first two days, there was a famous artist that I like looked up to and somebody who I wanted to meet for a few years and I couldn't purchase his stuff because when I was teaching, I wasn't going to purchase, you know, $600 sneakers. I just wasn't going to live that way. And so happened to be that as soon as I dropped the hat, that artist contacts me. It was crazy. Invited me to a house in Miami and we spoke and just told me how, and it was just, it was, I went from being a fan of somebody to having this access of like, wow, like, whoa, this is what it really looks like from this side, you know? And, and this person's like somebody who I wanted to, uh, to really, uh, you know, like to, to, to learn from in a sense, um, probably keep that person anonymous. But other than that, I know who you're talking I, about. <laughs> that's how it started. It started like, yeah, it was probably the second day I made the hat. The third day it got real. Um, I had a Brazilian pop star named Lujmila. She's like the Beyonce of Brazil. Like I'm talking about, I, I can't even tell you, you can't even quote me on this, but I'm talking about hundreds of millions of views and she's that vibe. And from that point on, I gave her, I gave somebody close to her a box of hats. Somebody who I met who also has a very big following. Somebody who is a good friend of mine. His name's Double X. Double X, I gave him a box of hats and meetings and he told me, I support your brand. I think it's awesome. Um, I believe that it could be on certain people. I know that I could help, but he never asked me for anything. I gave him, at the end of the meeting, I gave him a box of hats just to see what would come about it. You know, like probably 15, 20 hats. He told me that Lujmila would be in town, that he would get her a hat, that uh, that they were going to the Rihanna concert. And he, he told me all these things. And I, I, 
I didn't buy into it because I really didn't care for it. I was just trying to see, like, you know, like, just somebody else wearing my hat. He could have wore it. I was fine with it. And everything he said, he stood by it. And Lujmila wore the hat. And two months later, my hat's, uh, Rihanna's wearing my hat in a Cosmo magazine. And then from that point on, it went from her to Dave East. And then from Dave East to Joel Santana. From Joel Santana to Smoke Dizza. And from Smoke Dizza to Ace Hood. And from Ace Hood, the list is, it's crazy how it's, it's opened up. Um, it's, I'm very fortunate and blessed and grateful um, for everybody who's purchased and supported and, and gotten into where it's at. Um, yeah, even, even Jasmine Sanders, Vogue Supermodels, just a, the variety of people is crazy. It's, I'm not like uh, targeting like one specific audience. I want everyone to wear the brand and everyone to appreciate it and everyone to like it, you know? Uh, that's 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 what I'm going for with it. I want to know about a time in your life when things were difficult and it was hard to transition, but everything turned out for the better. Share your story with me by going to my Instagram, Alex Quinn with one N, and press the contact button on the profile to either DM me or text me. So let's go. The power of relationships has been very, very important in not only your career, but in, in the growth of, of the franchise tag, because all, all of these great relationships you've maintained and nurtured have allowed you to, to pretty much expand their brand in ways you would have never imagined. Like if somebody would have told you when you were at the school that Rihanna was going to be rocking your a hat that you designed, it probably would have sounded a little bit crazy. But you actually made it happen because you took the risk. And you obviously nurtured the relationships you had, which allowed you to get there. Not, obviously, not just with that. Obviously, there's a lot of hard work, creation, design behind that. But it all just comes together correctly when when you go about business the right way. Yeah, facts. Uh, the relationships, man. The relationships are, are, are key. Relationships are the reason why we're on this podcast together. Relationships are the reason why, you know, uh we know a lot of the same people without knowing that we know a lot of the same people. It's weird how this works. Like good people know good people. And we're in an industry where even, even as a late me, even me and you, we stumble upon people and we're like, wow, I didn't know you knew him. And you know, vice versa. And we're like, Oh, okay. But it all makes sense because you know, when you start pushing this envelope of like being like this creative and, and really, uh, you know, seeing this, the shift that you could have an effect on with not just your sh- yourself, but like a bunch of other, other creatives, like it's great. Yo, you know, like I never thought that Rihanna was going to wear my hat and I never thought that, but I, it's, I took a, a chance and I was shifting, you know, like everything around me as a creative. And I met another creative and another person who was shifting the culture as well. And, they gave it to another person who was doing the same thing and it just keeps trickling down and everybody who seemed, it's like we, we could all be in the same room. We would all hang out together. You know, it's like you kind of understand it through that. Like, and that's how it is with this. You know, you make something and you build a relationship and that relationship, that relationship lasts longer than the item that, you know, that person might've bought or the person might've wore or the person might've told you they like that relationship a lifetime. So you got to value those things. Let's take a quick break. I want to tell you about a new way I run my business. So did you know that I was able to increase my workload and close more leads by automating my client onboarding operation over the last few months? I removed the friction points in my communication process so clients are able to approve, sign, and pay all in one go. 
This was all thanks to HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management software that helps businesses like yours manage and automate projects. Now, from the moment your clients are ready to say yes, they'll automatically receive the proposal, contract, and payment all in one email. So, you're able to focus on getting more clients, less friction, and more deals. Thanks to HoneyBook, all Hustle Inspires Hustle listeners get 50% off when you go to honeybook.com and use promo code Alex, A-L-E-X. Now, let's jump back into the episode. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a fact. Now, you, start, you started the brand, the brand started doing well, and then you got involved in working with Ace Hood. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I actually grew up, I went to high school in Deerfield Beach, um, same place Ace Hood grew up. Um, our family are very good friends. Uh, he actually two years older than me. We were, we've been friends since high school. Um, I, uh, I've been working with him, uh, every day for a year now. I've been a part of his brand for the last two and a half years. Um, yeah, I, uh, basically when I started my brand, you know, you want to target like, People, you know, people of people of status, you know, people with with something going, people with a movement that you support, and you know, you create this list of people that you envision that would, you know, that you would want to see in your stuff or that you would love to work with or be in the same building with. And he was one of those people, um, especially because I I knew him, I had a relationship with him, but also because of how great of a person and artist he is. So I like. I always would set out to like try to like somehow, you know, like wonder how I could see him at an event or somehow, you know, just, just to, to talk briefly, you know, just to link up and, 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 you know, time would pass probably about like two years into the brand pass and I had never like came in contact with him. And then one day I went out with the artist that put me in the situation I'm in, you know, that helped me. We, we went out in Miami and I saw Ace out and I walked up to him and it was like no time had passed. It was like the way we were when we were in high school. We got to talking. We got to explain what we're doing, like, real quick. Very, you know, business in the middle of a club, real quick. Talk some business, exchange numbers. We were out. A week later, I was already creating stuff for his brand, you know, just to show him what I could do, but also to, uh, you know, to support the movement because I've always supported it. So you want to be, you know, it was a team. And uh, I was just creating things for them. They were all wearing it, and, and that 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 right there led from one thing to another and i i started uh this past year you know i would style him um for music videos for award shows um i would also style him for for everything honestly um from all types of business ventures you know right hand man travel uh, i had all his travel we did a, a tour a two and a half three month tour went to different places like Dubai, you know, and, and it all started because of a relationship in my brand. And uh, as much as I support his brand, he supports the franchise tag wholeheartedly. Like, he definitely does. I see him support you so much. Yeah, he tells me how much he really supports it. And, and that's, why, that's why I'm able to work with my brand and also work with his brand. That's crazy. So you guys linked up at a club and you knew you already knew what was up. You were going to waste that opportunity. You caught a good vibe. You saw you guys are on the same page and you said, you know what? Let me talk to Ace. Let's see what, you know, what vibe we could catch and let's see what business we could do. And sooner rather than later, you were out traveling the world with him. But, but of course you brought value up front, which is something that I always talk about on the podcast. Like 
you showed that you could bring something to the table. You showed that you have a pre-established business or, or something that you could actually do for them or for yourself that could benefit everybody as a whole. And like I said, before you knew it, you're traveling the world with him and actually conducting business for him, which is great, man. Um, a lot of people would have been afraid to walk up to, to ace at the club. You know, despite the fact that you guys are a previous relationship, some people are very insecure about the things that they want to do. And that insecurity keeps us, keeps a lot of people back from progressing and doing the things that they want to do. Yeah. Facts, man. And then I, and I understand it, you know, at first I, I didn't understand why people like are so hesitant or so afraid, but everyone has their reasons and I've learned to respect it. Um, and I support it either way. If I agree with it or not, I support what people feel is best for them. Um, what I will say is if you want to be successful, you need to be as uncomfortable as possible as often as possible. And you will be successful, especially at the beginning stages, like the things you don't want to do, the things that, uh, you feel that are embarrassed or whatever the insecurities that we have as people that we all fight through, we all battle through. Once you, take how uncomfortable those situations are and you start working through them, you can create the space to create great things, you know, with great people. And, and, and that shines light and that shows and other people see it and other people feel it. And next thing you know, those same people have that same feeling and, you know, you're creating amongst the team, you know, more than three, four, more, you know, five, 10 people. And it, it's, it's of value because, those people, you know, they want to create something as well. And, you know, I, that's the advice I could give to people is to, like, you know, when you're uncomfortable, create. Because creating when you're uncomfortable, I feel like you're going to have, like, the best work. Yeah, man. Because that's when you're really discovering yourself. Like, hey, I could actually do this shit. Like, I'm uncomfortable, but if I'm uncomfortable, obviously means I'm outside of my comfort zone. And if I'm feeling uncomfortable and I'm outside of my comfort zone, then that's the best place for growth because you're actually growing past your insecurities. I was so uncomfortable when I was like, I'm about to be a teacher. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable with this battle with myself because nobody around me was judging me, although limited people knew. People didn't really know what I was doing, you know? Um, and at that point in time, social media wasn't very big for me or it wasn't something that I was on like that. So, you know, it was just like I was living my life. And I ne- and still to this day, not that many people know. Like, this podcast right here is going to tell people... <laughs> things that they don't know and it's it's the fact that I was so uncomfortable being like damn I'm gonna be a teacher you know I was very uncomfortable with it but I wasn't uncomfortable with the fact that I had great benefits I was helping people and my income was good for somebody who just got out of college like I wasn't uncomfortable with that you know um so you had to be you know you got to be uncomfortable for the things that you you know for the things that you value that you need that you want that could help you and I was so uncomfortable. And then I was uncomfortable again when I stopped teaching and I wanted to start a brand. I was uncomfortable then. And I was uncomfortable after I made my first 100 sales, you know, like the greatest times of my life. I've been uncomfortable. I made you know, 100 sales. I was uncomfortable because I was like, how do I make 200? That's just really it. How, when, when you did that switch from teacher, I mean, obviously you started, you know, you started the brand, the ideas, but when you made that full switch, how was the, how was your support system? What were people around you telling you like, Hey, you know, you're, 
you're going from a teacher to starting a, like a, a streetwear brand, fashion brand. Like how, how was people's reactions and responses to that big change in your life? People were casting their insecurities on me. Everyone, everyone. There was a very limited, selected hand, hand full of people that I respect, admire, and value to this day. And I do not take anything away from those people that were casting their insecurities. I feel like they, them casting their insecurities made them uncomfortable. And them being uncomfortable was, you know, it also is the reason why this has all come to light. And uh, them, their insecurities made me uncomfortable. And it's the reason why I went so hard to make this all happen. You know, uh, people were just like, how are you going to go from making this secure? People were so, people were more worried about my security blanket of an income and how I was going to go from, you know, making, you know, a little bit of cat. Like I wasn't making a hundred thousand dollars as a teacher. I was making like, you know, like, I don't know, 40,000, 30,000, I don't know, something like that, you know, but I was fine. Like I was more than fine. I was, I was really happy. You know, it wasn't even about the money. Like before that I had worked at a job trying to sell insurance and I was making triple, double, you know, double, triple. And I, and I was miserable. So when I went from teaching and I told my friends I was, or people around me and my friends that I was going to do this, everyone was just like, their insecurities, they would just would cast on me because they were like, oh, how are you going to do it? Like, it's not going to work, you know? And it would all, and I would be like, wow. And then I really wouldn't get mad at them or mad at anybody. I would just kind of sit with it. And then I would reevaluate my situation and everybody around me. And I would just see how, you know, I don't take away from the people around me, the people I come in touch with, you know, I don't take nothing away from them. Everyone, you know, you're, you're allowed to do whatever you feel is right for you. Um, and I would just see how those people were so stagnant. You know, I was always constantly evolving. Okay. I taught for this, this amount of years. I saved this amount of money. I did this. I accomplished this. Now I took these relationships and I went into this, you know, I'm constantly growing into different things because I want to do it all. I don't just want to work in nine to five and I don't take that away from anybody. I respect the nine to five, but I don't want to work the same job for 60 years and do the same thing. That's just me, you know? So like a lot of people would just cast their insecurities, yo. And then, and I, and I, and I never took nothing against them. I kind of just learned how to move through people, you know, like how people feel and put this smile on and, you know, you know, shake my head and kind of be like, yeah, man, you know, and keep it moving because I had this vision for myself. Like, that's why still to this day, the team of people that are involved with the franchise tag are those selected few that never cast their insecurities because yeah. those, those people, the, those people are also, you know, people with a vision for themselves. So they understood the vision. You know, they didn't have to believe by, you know, what I was doing or thinking that everything I was going to do or what I'm doing is all going to work. But they believe that somebody has a vision. I also have a vision. So, you know, like I'm going to shine, you know, good light on it because I see how things could happen. And that's great. And that's great for our listeners to hear, at least because a lot of our listeners either have their own business already or looking to start one. And they may have a lot of negative feedback from friends, family, colleagues, people around them. And yeah, a lot of the times people are concerned about you and have valid concerns that should be brought up to you. And that's very, very healthy to listen to that. But it's also very unhealthy to let that guide everything that you do, right? So you should definitely hear what people have to say because there may be some good advice you could take away from it. 
but it also shouldn't limit you in the things that you want to do. Because I mean, if you would listen to a lot of that negativity or a lot of those people, you wouldn't be working with Ace right now, or your Rihanna wouldn't have been wearing your hat, or Dave East, or or any of the people that you mentioned. All of all of these, look, look how many things you impacted just with something that you created yourself because you weren't afraid to do it. And that's exactly what we talk about here at the Hustle Inspire Hustle Podcast: is don't be afraid to do something you fully believe in, because that's the sign that life is giving you that you have what it takes to do it. If you fully believe in it and you found something that you actually love to do. There should be nothing that keeps you back from growing in it because the money's not going to be an issue. Once you become the best at that thing that you love, you will not have to look for money. Money's going to look for you. And that's something that people don't realize. They think that they're always going to have to go and chase the check, but they don't realize that there's a scenario in which the check chases you. Like in my specific perspective, I turned down a lot of clients for advertising strategies that they want me to create their strategies or overlook their campaigns because it's just the, their, their values and, and, and the things that they have going on don't align with what I'm doing. Therefore, the, the, the checks are chasing me, but I, I could choose to turn them away and say, no, this is not for me. And everybody has the opportunity to get to that point, but they just have to become the best at what they're doing. And you, you've perfected and I'm sure you're all, obviously you're a work in progress and there's a lot of things that you need to work on, but you've pretty much been working on perfecting your craft from growing the business to working in the entertainment industry, pretty much managing a lot of the things that Ace has going on. And I'm sure you've been great insight and great growth for his internal team. Because, you know, when, when we talk to, you know, when we talk about celebrities or public figures, we see their accomplishments, but we don't realize that a majority of their accomplishments are due to the, to the hard work and organization and structure that their, their internal team puts together in order for them to catapult to the next level so it's really cool that you've been able to do that and it's really really cool that ace and everybody in the camp supports you and your vision because it just goes to show that everybody's going to grow together which is the purpose of of our message surround yourself with people who uplift you because hustle inspires hustle so uh robbie tell me where could where could the listeners find you on social media where can they connect with you where can they see your brand where can they see things that are coming up that way they could stay connected um, you can follow me on Instagram platform, Robbie.Alonzo, A-L-O-N-S-O. You can follow also the brand at, at the franchise tag on Instagram. Um, on Facebook, it is at franchise tag FTL. Um, we have many store locations carrying our products, um, online website. Uh, we've just completed a partnership deal with Karma Loop. So, uh, that's an exclusive for the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. Uh, Karma Loop will now be carrying the franchise tag. Um, and yeah, um, I'm, I'm always, you know, networking out in Miami and meeting people and always going to new events and new venues and just trying to see the up and coming. I'm all for the people that are trying. I'm all for, uh, you know, everybody who's trying to make it and everybody who's already a part of this culture and uh, got a lot of things in the works. And I appreciate Hustle Inspires Hustle. I appreciate you, Alex. Uh, it's always dope connecting and working with you and creating a, a dope path in life for our, our dreams to exist. Bro, you've been supporting our movement since the beginning, since nobody knew shit about us. And now, to fast forward to today, we have glo a global event platform. We have some of the top podcasters and entrepreneurs in the world on our podcast. We have a merchandise line. We have so many things going on. We have 
almost 70 million views on Instagram stories with our name and all of our GIFs. We have so many incredible and exciting things going on that didn't even exist. I remember you um, putting your wall, our wallpapers on your phone and showing us love and showing us support when we were just starting this shit out. And it just goes to show, we were just talking about it. You believed in franchise tag, you blew it up, people supported you and they saw the vision. You saw the vision of what we were doing and now we're doing all these amazing things and we're still supporting each other. So for the people that are listening right now, don't be afraid to support other people's businesses. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Look at Robbie and I's specific scenario. We've known each other for a minute now. We met through a lot of mutual friends. We've been supporting each other's businesses for a while and we continue doing it. And that's the essence of what Hustle Inspires also is. So thank you so much, guys. Make sure you tune into next week's episode. Thank you so much for your time. All right, let's recap what we learned so far. We definitely got to know that we got to step out of our comfort zone. You're only going to succeed when you're uncomfortable. If you're switching from a nine to five or starting your own brand, don't be afraid of doing something you fully believe in. Also, make sure you're not chasing that check. Look into people's values, and if they don't mix with yours, be okay with saying no. You're going to get more opportunities. Don't forget to check out HoneyBook.com to automate your business processes so you could get more clients and get paid faster. Get 50% off when you use code Alex, A-L-E-X, at checkout. Thank you guys so, so much for taking the time to tune in. I'd really appreciate it if you guys could share with someone, review, or even subscribe to the podcast. If you want to connect with me, follow me on Instagram at Hustle Inspires Hustle. Or you could follow me on my personal, Alex Quinn, with one N. This is the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast with Alex Quinn.